This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. Once a year, on a dark night, we return. We will not sleep. We will not die. This is Halloween. Hey guys, welcome back to Gyomi Talks Cryptids. This is Gyomi again. I hope everyone is having a fantastic day. I am having a fantastic day. And this episode, we are talking about the Chupacabra. Here we go. <laughs> the chupacabra or chupacabras literally means goat sucker from the spanish chupra to suck and cabras goats it's a legendary creature in the folklore parts of the americas where it's for its purported sightings reported in puerto rico in 1995 a little bit about this guy i have been following chupacabra news he's one of my favorite guys because i think he is awesome and i love saying chupacabra ever since i first uh, i first got a real interest for cryptids and this kind of stuff in when i was about 14 15 and 16 years old and that's when this guy was first discovered and i love it it is so cool because the name comes from the animal reported vampirism because I was a huge vampire fan at the time. I still am. But, and the chupacabra is said to attack and drink the blood of livestock, including goats. Physical descriptions on the creature vary, with some describing it as more dog-like, while others describe it as more lizard, or even alien-like. Some reported it to be a heavy creature the size of a small bear, with rows of spines reaching from the neck to the base of the tail. Eyewitness sightings have been claimed in Puerto Rico and have since been reported as far north as Maine and as far south as Chile. And I'm happy I live in Canada because we have no chupacabras. And even outside the Americas and countries like Russia and the Philippines, many other ports have been disregarded as uncorroborated or lacking evidence. Sightings in northern Mexico and the southern United States have been verified as canids so canines affected by mange according to biologists and wildlife management officials the chupacabra is just an urban legend it is known as both chupacabras and chupacabra throughout the americas with the former being the original name and the latter a regularization the name is attributed to puerto rico comedian silvia Silviero Perez, who coined the label in 1995 while commenting on the attacks as a San Juan radio DJ. In 1975, a series of livestock killings in the small town of Moca were attributed to El Vampiro de Moca, the Vampire of Moca. Initially, it was suspected the killings were committed by a satanic cult. Later, more killings were reported around the island and many farm reported loss of animal life. Each of the animals were reported to have the have had its body bled dry through a series of small circular incisions. The first rep- reported attack eventually attributed to the actual chupacabra occurred in March 1995. Eight sheep were discovered dead in Puerto Rico, each with three puncture wounds in the chest area, 
and reportedly completely drained of blood. A few months later, in August, an eyewitness, Madeline Tolentino, reported seeing the creature in Puerto, uh, the Puerto Rican town of Can Cano Van Vanas. See, how can I talk sp better Spanish names than British names? I don't know. Where as many as 150 farm animal pets were reportedly killed. Puerto Rico com comedian and entrepreneur Silverio Perez is credited with term. Uh, in October and December 2018, there came many reports of suspected chupacabras in Manipur, India. Many domestic animals were and poultry were killed in suspicious manners similar to other chupacabra attacks, and several people reported that they have seen chupacabras. However, forensic experts opined that street dogs were responsible for mass killing of domestic animals and poultry after studying the remains of the corpses. In October 2019, a video recorded by Mundo Ovini showed the results of a supposed attack on chickens in Seborquilo sector of Lares, Puerto Rico. Reputed origin, a five-year investigation by Benjamin Radford, doc documented in his 2011 book, Tracking the Chupacabra, concluded that the description given by original eyewitnesses in Puerto Rico was based on the creature Sill in 1995 science fiction horror, horror movie film Species. The alien creature Sill is nearly identical to Tolentino's Chupacabra eyewitness account, and she had seen the movie before her report. It was a creature that looked like the Chupacabra with spines on its back. The resemblance to the Chupacabra was really impressive. Tolentino reported, Radford revealed that Tol Tolentino believed the creature of the events she saw in Species was happening in reality in Puerto Rico at the time, and therefore concluded the most important Chupacabra description cannot be trusted. Rad this, Radford believes, seriously undermines the credibility of the Chupacabra as a real animal. In addition, the reports of blood-sucking by the Chupacabra was never confirmed by autopsies. The only way to conclude that the animal was drained of blood, an analysis by a veteran of 300 reported victims of the chupacabra found that they had not been bled dry. Radford divide, divided the chupacabra reports into two categories. The reports from Puerto Rico and Latin America, where animals were attacked and is supposed that their blood was extracted, and the reports in the United States of mammals, mostly dogs and coyotes, with mange that people call chupacabra due to their unusual appearance. And if you've never seen a dog with mange, look look it up. It's scary, but I can understand because they look horrible. They do not they look like dogs but not what you would expect. In late October 2010, University of Michigan biologist Barry O'Connor concluded that all chupacabra reports in the United States were simply Coyotes infected with a parasite, with a parasite, which would, the symptoms would explain most of the features of the chupacabra. They would be left with little fur, thickened skin, and a rank odor. O'Connor theorized that the attacks on the goats occurred because these animals were greatly weakened, so they were going to have a hard time hunting. So they may be forced into attacking livestock because it's easier than running down a rabbit or a deer. Although several witnesses came to the conclusion that the attacks could not 
be the work of dogs or coyotes because they had not eaten the victim. The conclusion is incorrect. Both dogs and coyotes can kill and not consume the prey, either because they are inexperienced or due to injury or difficulty in killing the prey. The prey can survive the attack and die afterwards. The internal bleeding or circulatory shock, the presence of two holes in the neck corresponding with canine teeth, are to be be expected since this is the only way that most land carnivores have to have to catch their prey. There are reports that stray Mexican hairless dogs being mistaken for chupacabras. Uh, The most common description of a chupacabra is that of a reptile-like creature said to have leathery or scaly grayish-green skin and sharp spines or quills running down their back. It is said to be approximately three to four feet high and stands and hops in the same fashion as a kangaroo. Although common description of a chupacabra is of a strange breed of dog, this form is mostly hairless and has a pronounced spinal ridge, unusually pronounced eye sockets, fangs, or claws. Unlike conventional predators, the chupacabra is said to drain all the animal's blood and sometimes organs, usually through three holes in the shape of a downward pointing triangle, but sometimes only one or two holes. Some related legends to actually look up. The Orzark Howler is a bear-like animal, is a subject of a similar urban legend. The Puchens of Chile also share similarities. And in the Philippines, the legendary creature, the Sigmin, shares many of the Chupacabra's descriptions. So I want to know what you guys think. Message me, report on, post on the socials, like, review, share. You know how how this works. It's a podcast, and I'm pretty sure this isn't the first one you've ever listened to. So you guys go check out all the socials. Let me know what you think all about the Chupacabra. Talk to you on the next one. Hey everyone, this is Adam Hayes, host of Schwa Wars Podcast. I've been involved in independent wrestling here in Ontario since 2006, and I can't think of a better way of entertaining the masses right now than with this podcast. We don't only cover pro wrestling, but we cover everything pop culture, as well as a variety of fun and unique show concepts that make us different from the rest. We dispute, debate, discuss everything with a variety of guests as we rank, review, and rave about all things pop culture from the past and the present. So if you got a spare minute, or several, why not check us out today by going to anchor.fm slash schwa wars podcast. That's anchor.fm slash schwa, S-H-W-A, wars podcast. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash schwa wars. So don't wait and check us out today.